Hello, my name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and welcome to Patient Stories, episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. To paraphrase Dr. Albert Schweitzer, happiness is good health and a bad memory. Whenever I hear of this, I think of Dan, who may have represented this aphorism, at least to a certain extent. I met Dan when I was working at a veteran's hospital, or VA as it's euphemistically called, many, many years ago. Dan was a Marine, and had done his time in Guam and in the Middle East, serving in a variety of engagements during his 10-year history in the armed forces. During one such engagement, apparently he had contracted AIDS, although which specific country was unclear. He had no history of intravenous drug abuse, and during my discussions with him, he noted that he was a quote-unquote red-blooded patriot. After being diagnosed, he was brought to the VA to be further evaluated, particularly since at the time, AIDS was less prevalent than it is today. Dan never left the VA. While his AIDS was relatively stable with respect to his immune system, he began accumulating the numerous other aspects of organ involvement that AIDS patients tend to get. According to his records, the first was an infection, Mycobacterium avium, which was in his bone marrow, and which, as a result, he was placed on several different antibiotics. He seemed to improve with the therapy when he developed pneumonia, presumably of a pneumocystis type. It was caught early, and he was treated for this as well. In the meantime, he developed kidney failure, which required dialysis, and the list went on and on, with Dan having a chart of several volumes thick, and th- as thick as several Gutenberg Bibles. During this time, particularly at the diagnosis of his renal insufficiency, one doctor noted that the patient was having some difficulty with word finding and executional tasks. At the time, it was chalked up to his kidney problems, but subsequently it persisted and the renal service asked the neurologist to become involved. Their assessment, backed with neuropsychometric testing, was that Dan had early dementia, something at the time recently described in the medical literature in AIDS patients. Dan was being followed by every medical service at the hospital, both because of the involvement of their particular organ system in subspecialization, but also because of the number of things that were going on with him at the same time. Teams sometimes had to compete or be in queue to get into his room to assess how he was doing, and he had the thickest chart as noted at the nursing station by far. I got to see him when he'd been in the hospital for about five years, and trying to catch up with all that had gone on was rather a Herculean task. Nonetheless, one of the things I noted about every note was the mention of the mood of the patient. He was inexorably happy all the time. He was always smiling, and whether he was hooked up to an EKG machine or doing pulmonary function tests, he was seemingly never disturbed by any of it. I found him to be the same way, and during my time with him noted that despite some issues with word finding and occasionally getting lost on the floor where his hospital room was, he was socially competent and otherwise reasonably functional. However, he could never remember my name, or anyone else's name for that matter, nor could he recall what had happened to him the previous day, or even the previous morning. His lack of immediate term memory was profound, and reintroducing myself to him every day became part of my routine. Oftentimes, when rounding on him in the morning, I'd hear him say to the nurse in the room, It's a great day! And when I'd come in, he'd repeat himself. For him, it seemed every new day was a great day, and, to a certain extent, that made sense. After a couple of months following him on the ward, I noted one morning he seemed to be having issues with breathing, and he looked ashen. 
We sent him for a chest x-ray and it appeared that he had a severe pneumonia and that we need to start antibiotics once again. Dan smiled weakly when the, the team told him this and just closed his eyes. He was transferred to one of the floors with more acute monitoring, although not the intensive care unit, since long ago he had signed a do not resuscitate order when he was thought to be of sound mind given his diagnosis of AIDS. I signed out to a colleague about Dan and his status and left for the night. The next day, as I walked in and sat down to speak to the covering doctor from the night before, he gave me the news that Dan had died during the night. I was stunned. Despite his diagnosis and all the things that had happened to him, he was like a pillar of stability at the VA. I just assumed he'd always be there. I sat there for a moment. My colleague noted that he had seen him later on during the night, and while weak, he was stable. It was just his time, I guess, said my colleague. And you know what he said to me when I was leaving? He said, it's going to be a great day. May Dan rest in peace. He was 29 years old when he died. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.